0: There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now, wherever books are sold.
1: Welcome to The Nerdist Podcast number 744. I'm currently in Las Vegas at the Myra Shafrir wedding. And uh, so if you were at the Walking Dead event, then I missed you in Madison Square Garden, but uh, but I'm here for my buddy Matt Myra in Las Vegas so I hope you had a good time And um, look forward to seeing you Sunday on Talking Dead Here's what's going on On the corkboard The Nerdist Community Corkboard What's that email? Events at Nerdist.com I'm talking to myself Because I'm used to having other people with me in the room Michael writes I'm a big Nerdist podcast fan and also producer On the feature film Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 So I thought I would reach out and try to get on the corkboard Well, you've made it DBPM3 is the debut feature film by online comedy group 5 Second Films. The film was funded by a successful Kickstarter campaign. It features Pat Oswalt, uh, Greg Sester, Andrew WK, John Francis Daly, Nina Hartley, Larry King. Yes, that Larry King. It is currently available for sale on their website, dubro Party Massacre 3. That's the number three. And for the month of October, 30% off Halloween sale if people use the promo, the promo code SPOOKY. All right. Great job, Michael. Thank you. Congratulations. And from the Nerdist School... Uh, Let's say you make up songs in the shower and you want to share your talent with the world. Well, you're in luck, friend. On October 18th, the Los Angeles Nerdist School is featuring a musical improv workshop to teach you how to improvise songs in front of a live audience. Learn how to use the mechanics improvisers and songwriters use to create good show-stopping songs. I don't know what to write with songs. Schlongs, bongs, dongs. Uh, See, like, how many of those were dick-related? This is why I should probably attend this class. And also how to use those mechanics to improvise songs with a uh, piano player. Right? you're know, like working with someone else. There's a, there's a lot of yes and there. Musical experience is not required. Next workshop is uh, October 18th. Check out NerdistSchool.com slash Musical Improv. That sounds amazing. Uh, and, and go improvise musically uh, at your leisure. All right. This episode is Jack Black. Jack Black. Third time back on the podcast Uh, He's got two things that you should know about Number one, Festival Supreme Saturday, October 10th Tickets and info at festivalsupreme.com And then next Friday, October 6th Oh, by the way, Festival Supreme lineup this year Is amazing again So you should go if you're around And next Friday, October 16th Goosebumps R.L. Stein's Goosebumps Jack Black plays R.L. Stein in Goosebumps but uh, we just did a screening of it here in Los Angeles, and it's really fun. It's a really fun, silly uh, monster movie for kids. Like, if you're, like, a Monster Squad fan or anything like that, you, you will love Goosebumps, and you should take your kids to it uh, if, you know. Because, uh, hey, listen, maybe little kids wouldn't, shouldn't be watching intense horror. I mean, I did. But, yeah, it's, when, you get, when you're an adult, you tell kids not to do things you did. So, uh, Goosebumps, Friday, October 16th, in theaters. Thank you to Jack Black for coming back on the podcast. Here's Nerdist Podcast number 744 with Jack Black. Katie, roll the thing.
0: Now entering Nerdist.com.
2: Pocket you must have. You're
1: not doing the bit, Matt. You're not doing the
2: NPR bit. I'm sorry. Matt, where did you get those glasses? Pocket must be enormous. You've got some crazy L- new L- glasses. No, I understand it's that you got hour. them from a, a a glasses store. Well, I lost my other glasses. What would you do with your other glasses? Well, I found them in my shed two days after I got these. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a ghost! <laughs> no. Supernatural uh, Paranormal Really not happy oh, about
2: it These are uncomfortable
3: No But they're my new prescription Are they too tight on your skull
2: They're too tight on the back of my ear
3: That's a problem I have a lot Because uh, my head is abnormally yeah. large But that's a problem That a lot of movie stars have they have big heads? Yeah. Yeah. All of them? Well. Check it. For the most part. Check yeah. the stats. Where I, what stats? I don't is there where is that written down? You didn't know about the Hollywood stats? It's just <laughs> like baseball. <laughs> I didn't know about Hollywood Every stats. Every dimension.
2: There's a there's an old hat store up in uh, Burbank that used to make all like they made Indiana Jones' hat, et cetera, et cetera. They made a bunch of hats for a bunch of movies and they're still there and they make, you know, you want to get a ten gallon hat, you want to get like a cab driver hat, you go there, they'll make one for you. And they have all like the head sizes of the people they fitted for. Hats. And- How'd
3: you do? How'd you do? i got a giant head. See, you could be yeah, I a could movie, be movie star.
2: star. Dude, be... airplane S- mode. I'm sorry. <laughs> that
1: was what it was all 100. about.
2: Yeah, Matt. Some motion <laughs> detection in my shed slash backyard, guys. Is it really? Yeah, it's probably the cat. There's a cat in the neighborhood that likes to oh, live in my man. backyard. Yeah, I did that at the Titanic slot machine oh, last week. You know what? I did that, and then I've got this case that I was told...
3: Indestructible. Wow. I could literally throw it as hard as I can at that brick wall, and it would be no shatter. Well, perfect. and I well, I haven't tested it, but so far, so <laughs> well, good. You're gonna know if it's gonna work. As if you, you can t- see, <laughs> if you
1: don't test it. Well, you also got like a nice screen protector
3: on there, and you yeah, got—he's a-
2: really doing it right. Like like what do you mean, screen. a
3: screen protector? Looks like, oh, no, that's a no, it it's like all part a no, it's all just part No, it's, part it's all
2: part of the beautiful engineering. I went ahead and just ordered the 6S Plus just because... <sighs> the PLUS? Yeah, I ordered the PLUS, the 6S uh, PLUS. I wasn't going to until I did that, so...
3: You now you, know, you might as well. No, you Probably. don't even know what the new, like, things are. You're like,
2: whatever. Well, yes, I do.
3: You
1: do? It has a better camera, it has a stronger casing, and uh, it has a uh, force touch.
3: Force touch? <laughs> you mean yeah. teptic feedback? That sounds like...
1: That it's not haptic feedback. Forced so to go to jail it. for
3: it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your Honor. I mean, <laughs> you play. Look,
2: look at the phone. Yeah, look I, I'm at I'm the case it had I'm on imagining it. You played Darth Vader at kids' parties, and you get arrested for force <laughs> touch. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it was just my iPhone. Well, that was the worst
1: anyone's ever
3: done in the history of Darth Vaders. <laughs> well, they took force touch is place. basically like—is uh, it like the foreskin? It's like a
1: force. speed. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you there
2: you go. It yeah, it's, Jables. It's a European. It's a European.
1: <laughs> it's, a European <laughs> it's an iPhone with a little turtleneck on it. Oh, uh, right, it's it's adorable. It's, uh,
2: <laughs> it's, it's basically like a, different levels of pressure uh, create different. Um... Great. I'm way okay. yeah. on board. All right, great. I didn't watch any of it. I don't know anything about oh. it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Matt used to be a worker at the Genius Bar, so ever since he left Apple,
2: uh, he's actively not uh interested in anything. Yeah, and I was at CTIA. You've become a Luddite? Yeah, I, be, I was at CTIA last week for Nokia and Wired and uh, I didn't even pay attention. No one talked about the phone mm. at the mobile phone conference.
1: Well, it's not really a massive update. It's a minor it's a, it's a it's a minor refresh with some couple new bells and whistles. Wait,
3: did you say you were at the Nokia? It was the Nokia I was convention? The, no, it was... it was Such a, a sad, empty convention. <laughs> uh-huh. No one buys the Nokia phones i have you know, guys,
2: Nokia is the leader in network technology. They don't make phones anymore. They sold it to oh. Microsoft, and then Microsoft tanked the brand. <laughs> and so now what's at the Nokia convention if they don't have phones anymore? Yeah, it's, it's just a big, C- empty... CTIA Mobility Conference. Oh, you went to CTA, really yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. about yeah, you the... The Internet of Things, guys. But, dude, Everything have sensor, you right?
3: seen the Steve Jobs doc? The one with um, Michael Fassbender or the documentary documentary. documentary? The documentary documentary. Confused no, no. i haven't seen the Michael Fassbender. Have they even started shooting yet? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they're there done. It's rolling oh, out in October. really? Yeah. Well, they can't beat the doc. The doc is is a uh, stone-cold revelation. It's revelatory.
1: And it, it, it's, it's, it's one that's probably not... Uh,
3: super endorsed by the, yeah, all right. It's by the same dude that did the Scientology doc. So he's all Uh, about, he's all about like, you know, exposing. Oh, wow. But, um, you know, there's no denying his, I mean, it, while it like exposed sort of creepiness about him, it also reinforced the idea of, of how huge, uh. Impact he had on society was it just the
1: was it the was it the the same the, the story of uh, you know sometimes the uh, the crazy geniuses aren't uh, the best people to their families because they're so wrapped up in their own thing as it was that kind of the
3: yeah it was just the 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 the, the, the way that uh, the product seemed to bring people together and seemed super personal and and uh, uh, all about like this movement of. Genius and uh, sort of like left wing forward progression is, what, is the way it kind of feels. Yeah, the reality of Stephen Jobs was was much different. He was uh, seemed to be super antisocial and cutthroat and didn't really have any kind of moral compass with regard <laughs> to like let's do something for humanity. So, so it go, wasn't really an altruistic, right? Not yeah, in the according way to the, this documentary. The, uh, yeah, but still an amazing dude. It was such a great story. I didn't know, really know about his uh, his spiritual side and that whole like thing with the, the monks and the monasteries. It was really well done. I didn't know anything. I didn't know about monks and monasteries. Dude, it all started yeah. with him as a teenager, like searching for the answer. You know, going to India, like Bruce Wayne, with his. But yes, very he somewhat, was very much. He was a brought bad up by Yeah. And for, perhaps he he led a double life.
1: They blew the purple flowers in uh, Steve Jobs' face, and he he woke up in a cave. And but instead of being attacked by bats, he was attacked by apples. What a lame superhero! <laughs> it's a
3: <laughs> Stephen Jobs gets in his tidy
2: uniform and <laughs> well, if, like Bruce Wayne had just invested in some uh, consumer technology. Maybe maybe that would, that'd be how would Yeah, it
3: no, it's more like Miracle Man. Remember the the evil dude from Miracle Man. The Alan Moore comic book. Mm. Sends chills down the spine. (laughs) (laughs) That was his masterpiece before um, uh, The Minutemen. It was all about Miracle Man. Now, how come you haven't done more comic book movies? Well, you know that I tried. I I came close to almost getting one going with Robert Smigel at the helm of uh, Green Lantern. But they, they chose to go more studly, traditional route and we see how that turned out. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, he's got another franchise. I'm, that would have been amazing. Yeah,
3: but see, so you would be Hal Jordan. Look at how good it works out for me though. I didn't have to make the movie and I can claim that I would have been 10 times better. But
2: now <laughs> I can I kind of win. Prove me wrong, America. Yeah. You
1: can't. But 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 just in the, just in the terms of film cycles, yeah. Well, you could reboot it again. Like it could that's happen. True. It could you absolutely could that, do Green well.
3: I don't know. That's the beauty of Green Lantern. Anyone, anyone could can hold be. All you need is a thing. fucking ring. Yeah. You just need the ring.
1: Oh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. How do we make that happen? I don't know, it's just sitting Millions there. Millions of dollars.
3: I got, like, I got like $300 on me right now.
1: Is In that, your dude, 20s. Why? Is that, not,
2: just give heavy.
3: that... To, you're saying let's make it? I think we actually have to go through the proper channels. What? I think Warner Brothers would have something to say I about I don't think that. so. I think you can just make stuff now, right? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> right. If it's on the Wild West... Known as the internet.
2: No, I
1: think we should just make a movie. <laughs> invest Tribute every it. cent that we have collectively. Just put it out there and how, see what happens. Yeah,
2: I wonder how fast they could shut it down. Like, I mean, you could just go make prints, send it to theaters. Well,
3: yeah, uh, I think it depends on. Hmm, that's a good, no. They, no, they, no can they can only shut it down if you're making money. I think is the rule, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know. that I really yeah. We'll just know.
3: use Creative Studio account and be like, I'm sorry, we've always been in the red on this. There's no, we're not making any money. Although I remember this amazing by the guys uh, Dan Harmon and what's his name that do that Morty, um, oh, Justin Rowland? Justin Rowland, genius. They uh, he used to have this little cartoon he was working on that was on the internet. Uh, remember that competitive internet show that Dan Harmon ran? It was Channel One Hundred and One, and he had this one called um, House of Cosbys, <laughs> and it was just a, a Cosby a hair fell, and they, they cloned another Cosby, and then they cloned more and more Cosbys, and it was a house full of like these different versions of Cosbys, and it was so funny and weird, and uh, he got the cease and desist from from uh, the Cosby Corp. <laughs> And he wasn't making any money on it or anything, so I guess that that it doesn't really hold oh. true. Well, of course, you know the
1: Cosby Corporation they is very sticklers for anything illegal. legal. Yeah, you know, like they're really respectful of the law. Dude,
3: he would love to have it, have House of Cosby's be the thing that he's. <laughs> I don't think for humanity
1: now. wants that. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I think uh, I, I I think people, you know, it's funny. I'm sure people always go, "How come you don't do this?" Or "How come you don't do?" Th- "How come you don't do this?" Kind of a without ex- without really understanding. You know, the film business really is not like in like youtube
3: you know right. like it, there, there's a process and it's very difficult to make things well yeah i mean uh you can do whatever pops into your mind as long as you don't mind doing it for free with with your iphone and and a couple couple pals in the backyard but when it comes to making actual motion pictures you have to have the backing of major financiers and it's gotten tighter as uh as the uh, as time has gone by, the little
2: little guys are getting choked out a little bit, or so they say. I've noticed that on Shark Tank. Well, yeah. What? The money's not as readily flowing as it used to be. Really? Yeah. So
1: our economy's not as. Uh, Listen, two thousand eight affected number one, a right? lot of people. One? What? Two thousand
2: eight. That really, you know, it's everybody's excuse for having a failing restaurant on Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> 2008. What, the, what happened in 2008 specifically that affected the restaurant business? It was that everybody everybody had no money. They're trying to save their houses. They couldn't go out to restaurants or bars. You watch a bar rescue. Everything happens. 2008. Boom. But these shows wouldn't exist without 2008. Thank you.
1: And but then but then do but then do people uh, but then do people like John Taffer or uh, or yeah.
2: Gordon Ramsay go stop making excuses? Uh, I've heard I've heard Ramsay tell someone to not talk like 2008 was six years ago. Get over. it. You have want- you have you seen Nathan for You? Of course. The best. And Absolutely. He, that's what it's kind
3: of a takeoff on all those shows where a guy comes in and saves the the failing business. And he kind of he essentially pranks people in the process, too. Yes. He saves it. But at the same time, it's the worst ideas for saving a, a, a company. But the genius is that it, it kind of does save the company. <laughs> it, like it almost always works. Yeah, he always draws a huge crowd that comes into the the doors of the business. But it's because. You know, he introduces the poop flavored ice cream <laughs> at the ice cream shop, <laughs> and then, yeah. but the dog the dog demographic goes way up. <laughs> so, That's why we got all these dogs now, and no more people. Well, no, people come out of curiosity. It's uh, just an insane, it's an insane <laughs> idea, and it should backfire completely. But I love that guy. I can't wait for the next season.
1: I feel like I would be the. I feel like if I had that cinematic moment where I was like, you know, I'm tired of trying to do the best thing. I'm just going to do the worst ideas ever. I feel
2: like then I would, it would, I would completely end up in failure. Like they wouldn't. Like I do like George Costanza when he went in to do the opposite of what he was always doing and he wanted to get fired from the Yankees and they just promoted him because it was like great, <laughs> great yeah. idea. That came from Larry David actually yeah. trying to do the opposite of his natural instinct and it worked out amazingly. Well, it's, let's just talk about a little show called Heat, Vision, and Jack. Oh, my yes. God. Well, hey, speaking of which. Dan Harmon Dan Harmon,
3: amazing yeah. melting upwards uh, career <laughs> let's let's turn it in seems the- like it's the end every time. oh, that did it. He stuck it to the man too hard that time. he'll never be seen <laughs> again. He'll never work in this town again, but then he he gets the weird, crazy promotion, yeah, I think there's something
1: about if you come from kind of a weird place. I think that the people, the business just doesn't really know what to do with you. So they're like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's okay. Cause yeah. he's so, he seems so sure of it. Yeah. Uh, but well, also, also he's incredibly one of the talented funniest people in the world. We did a show at meltdown the other night called Friday 40. And, uh, he opened with a story about how sad he was about the fact that his cat was really ill, and he was genuinely sad about it. And he still was able to make people laugh with his sad cat story. Yeah, that's how fucking funny Dan Harmon is. Well, I don't think he's going for the laugh. He just <laughs> he's actually, yeah, the laugh yeah, they, he's the being finds him. Yeah,
3: from the truth,
1: which is almost like that bad. It was almost like that bad Twilight Zone episode we were talking about yesterday.
3: There's no such thing.
1: There are a couple. Really? Yeah. Katie – we're just trying to get Katie to watch Twilight Zone because it's one of the greatest shows in the history of television. But there are one or two that don't quite hold, hold up as as well. There Tell me are,
3: about this one, this legendary bad Twilight Zone this episode. This is one about a comedian and then uh, he
1: uh, – he, when he talks about how horrible his life, people laugh. And he's like, no! And he's almost kind of in this prison <laughs> – that no one will take him.
3: You know, it's everything he says. They laugh at. It's Sounds probably to some me. sort of like a. I think it's worth another look. Like like a devil clause. <laughs> what season was that? Was that with like the last season? They were running, running out of good Twilight. Just zone running out of
1: weird. Running out of. Rod Sterling is just doing this with his thumb <laughs> and his index finger. <laughs> ah, oh,
3: dude, have you watched uh, this show? I love it. It's my new favorite show. Um, uh, the end of the world. No. Uh, last man on Earth. Last man on Earth. Yeah, Will yeah. Forte. Will Forte. Ugh, he just continues to cement his legacy as one of the greats. But that whole concept, I realized, is Twilight Zone pilot episode number one. You think so, dude? It's the last, last man, man, man on, on Earth. Earth. Yeah. You watch that episode and tell me you don't think. Wait. But then he was just being. He was just in an isolation chamber to test uh, for prolonged space flight. It doesn't matter. Okay. I haven't talked to Will Forte. But I bet you any (laughs) amount of money that he watched that first. Stony Twilight Zone pilot and had an idea based on it. Okay, so
1: here's what we need to do: we need to we need to dissect. We need to take some other Twilight Zone episodes and build series on them. So you think
3: I didn't think of that when I realized? <laughs> the next three are not quite as uh, solid. My series is called Three. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing here. <laughs> I stopped digging. Yeah, maybe I should have watched a few more. That's <laughs> that's the. That's the way- the, that's my shortcoming I don't, I don't have great follow through <laughs> Hey, genius takes patience That I don't have <laughs> The inspira- You get the inspiration And then it's like, well, where do we go from here? I don't know, I don't really feel like uh, It's uh, the, uh, the curse of the ADD That's why actors have ADD Directors don't I want to say a different Three letter thing OCD, thank mm-hmm. you O- Thank O-G. you. Like, oh, that's the formula. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that's the e equals mc squared of entertainment. Oh, your, mind, your mind is blown. Here's another one. That's an interesting formula I invented. Okay. Um. Soft cock, hard R. Yeah. Hard cock, X. Yes! That's what it is! Equals X. Boner equals
1: X. Rated X, the very popular rating that so many films get nowadays.
3: Rated X. Is there an X anymore? If soft cock equals R. If that, it does. I'm trying to frame it in more like uh, mathematical terms.
1: Well, yeah, that's true because, you know, even in Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan, the flaccid cock yeah, the entire hard time. R. But if it
3: <laughs> especially if it's a gigantic blue cock. <laughs> <laughs> but if that had even been slightly erect, X-Men. I appreciated the way that they stayed true to the original source material of Watchmen and showed that big blue cock because that would have been, you know, the thing that the studio would have pushed back on. Oh really yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. If they had tried to right, but I think that they even paid attention to like the way it swung when he walked. They around. had to work on the dick physics. Yeah, yeah. They really worked on the dick physics to make sure
1: that 120 guys <laughs> pinpointing <laughs>
3: the
2: dick physics.
1: That, I can't imagine. Like there was one, there was one team's job
2: whose that their entire job was to animate that penis and just make sure that it had the right. Well, it's like Batman's cape. It took like 200 people to animate Batman's cape.
3: Can I hit you with one more um, equation? I demand that you do. And this
2: one, actually, there is
3: a correct answer. Mm-hmm. If Ben folds five pieces of laundry, mm-hmm. how many does Ben folds five?
2: <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, Fifteen, I, if they're all working at the same rate. That's right, because there's only three members <laughs> yeah, of right. Ben Folds 5.
3: It's a trick question. A lot of people would have said 25. I can't believe you said the right... Wow. It's his new glasses. Well, it's also the Ben Folds 5. It's false advertising. You think there's going to be five musicians. Yeah well done but there's you're not welcome.
1: you're welcome but i just realized matt looks like ricky vaughn from uh oh i'm ready to throw some pitches chris i can finally see the catcher's glove <laughs> you just need the little skull and crossbones on the side of
2: your glass i need an indian's ma- hat Major League red sox
1: hat i'm good to go yeah you're almost you almost do you kind of do kind of do look
2: like so we that don't like bit. these glasses Is that what you're I, actually i do they're kind of growing on me i'm trying wow. to figure out because i got you know the wedding's coming I yeah like to figure out which glasses i'm gonna what? wear Matt's getting married in a month oh congratulations thank you how you feeling Good. I mean it's coming, you know, it's barreling down. I gotta make a lot of choices. I gotta go get the tux altered, I gotta go figure out if I, I wanna go white dinner jacket at the reception. Yep. With the red carnation, a la James Bond and Goldfinger inspector. And of course. She's not into it. She's like, <laughs> I don't want you cosplaying <laughs> at my wedding. It's like <laughs> 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 it's like, it's not cosplaying. It's the greatest. Uh, well, you
1: are already forcing her to get married in Las
2: Vegas. Which I think all, is not, a, that's not a force. She mm-hmm. was into that.
1: You know, I heard the story that she was like, "Well, it's halfway between Boston and L.A." I'm like, "No, it's not. Like, it is Kansas is halfway between L.A. Yeah, and, but who the fuck's gonna go to Kansas? Well, I'm just saying, everybody it's not all weekend. Halfway. It's an hour. It's four, It's a fifty-minute flight. Chris, let America. me ask like this: How are, are you getting
2: there? I'm gonna fly. All right. Well, it's easy for you, but yeah. I'm driving. We're we're just gonna throw this stuff in the car and drive. Four hours. Parents are coming in from the East Coast. They're going to fly. Four hours. But that doesn't mean that halfway. it's halfway. halfway. <laughs> that's,
1: not how halfway. Those, that's not how it halfway. works. <laughs> that's not how distance works. I'm sure, I'm sure Jack's got an equation that makes that make sense. <laughs> yeah. No. Car
3: equals an um, airplane squared. Did you, do, did you do anything
1: crazy for your wedding?
3: Uh, we eloped. Oh, uh, smart. Because, yeah, there was all kinds of family drama at the time, and we we're like, oh, God, no, who's going to even show up? And then what's who, where's people going to sit that don't speak to each other? And, oh, good Lord. And also, how expensive will it be? So we just disappeared and went to uh, Big Sur, oh, which happens to be beautiful. the most beautiful spot on the planet. Gorgeous. Because it's where, like, gigantic redwood trees and gorgeous ocean mist And cliffs of Dover collide. And marry. That's where they marry. It's where the the trees marry the ocean. It is. It's where a sequoia uh, has sex with a beach. It's (laughs) insane. All under God's watch. Yeah. (laughs) And there's like whales jumping (laughs) through the air. (laughs) Uh, So that was where we decided to tie the knot. And there was like a hippie lady named Soaring. Who oversaw <laughs> the ceremony. Your name Perfect. can be a gerund? Yeah. When you live in Big Sur. I guess it can be. A Your different name can be anything there. Yeah. yeah, I guess it can. Uh, yeah, it, it, maybe, is that, it, is that a gerund? Is like gerund, I believe it's a It's not an adjective or an no, adverb? No, I, no. It's a gerund. No, I believe it's a gerund.
1: Yeah, wow. a gerund. I, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure I'll be corrected on. that. I them. don't even.
3: Where'd you go to school, uh,
1: crafty Shakespeare? I went off to. I went to. Uh, I went to uh, All Boys Catholic School, high school, and then yeah. I went to
3: UCLA. Mm-hmm. They focused on the uh, yeah on because the, there
1: were yes because there were there was not another gender in our school, so uh, we focused on things like grammar. You're a wordsmith.
3: Yeah, little yeah. I am a wordsmith. Yeah, <laughs> Just I also went, went to UCLA, things. but I did not have the follow through to graduate. I uh, I didn't know you went to UCLA. Yeah. 89 80, 88 89 That's when I went there. Oh my god, were Go you in Bruins, the theater? Guys, right? You weren't in the theater program. No. I would have seen you at McGowan Hall.
1: Yes, yes, yes. But yes, did you McGowan.
3: do did you do the TV video? No, I, I entered UCLA in the
1: math department. Whoa! And then I ended up in the philosophy department. In Dodd Hall, which was like central campus. So. When did the entertainment industry enter your your uh, cosmos? It was always in the background. I, I, I was, uh, I. There was a stand up comedy group at UCLA, mm-hmm. so I was doing that. Right. Uh, but I just. I don't know, I was not a theater person and did you get
3: on UCLA radio and DJ and I like did. say I funny did things. Not, not, I not, did too.
1: Not regularly, but but I dropped in, like it was right at the back of Ackerman right. Union in the in the ballroom. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um Andre you never, you never heard of my show, Box of Squid. We had a radio program at the no time. I had no idea about yeah.
1: any of this. Yeah. This is fucking amazing. I can't believe we Will Forte was also running around there at the exact same time. No kidding. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, he went to UCLA too. Whoa. Same years. So we were all there running around at the same time. What was his major? Uh, I don't remember, but he was actually he was in a fraternity, which was an interesting. He was a he was a lambda yeah. chi one, one of the like one of the ones like right on fraternity <laughs> row. Like he was. Just I like, can see it.
2: I can yeah, see it
3: because he's he's kind of got a he's kind of got that swagger, but he's really well, nice. That's the that's the strange dichotomy of Will Forte. He's got the. Uh, He's got the traditional kind of look, uh, like you can see him in a frat, but then he's also got like the mind of a performance artist, you know? Yes. It's a very strange combination. He's like the big sir of (laughs) of, uh, (laughs) comedians. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. Will Forte is where
1: sequoias have sex with a beach. That's like You absolutely how you could describe him. Mm. Did you? So did you guys just stay in Big Sur for your honeymoon, or did you have to go someplace crazy? No, then
3: that? we went to uh, crazy and went to. Um, we had a sweet honeymoon at. Uh, well, first we had a party. That was the thing. We were super antisocial and eloped with soaring, but then we went back to L.A. and said, let's have a party. And so everyone was invited to that, the parents and the friends and the family, but uh – um You know, some of the family were a little disappointed that it was just a party and not the full ceremony. Really? Who wants to sit through a whole wedding, though? I think
1: if you just get to go to a party, then that's going to be great. Isn't that what weddings
2: are for? Mainly the parents. Mainly the parents and for my future wife. Did you ask her father for her hand, that old, traditional? Uh, He... He... he actually put it on me. Oh, really? <laughs> he put it on He said, hey. He was the first one to bring it up yeah. at the gym when we were working out together. Oh, man, that's intimidating. In Newton. <laughs> Good old Newton, man. Yeah, her dad's kind he, of a beast. Like, he goes he to the was... gym all the time. He's 70 years old and he bench presses more than I do. He so, was he like spotting you at the time when he we were, like, had we were the We were in the locker room. You. He was spotting <laughs> So, our dicks were out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can't say no, oh, to no. about that. We oh, were in God. the locker room. Uh, yeah, no. It, uh, and he, his. his uh, he introduced me to his friend Bob uh, as his future son-in-law. Wow. Whoa. And then, and then Bob, not knowing that this is the first time this has come up, asked when the wedding was. And then I was like, well, I haven't asked yet, but uh, yeah. probably think I'll ask in the uh, spring and probably get married in the fall. And that's what we ended up doing. Now, did, did your father-in-law, uh, your future father-in-law, w-
3: was he like a guy that... Played football back when they had leather hats instead of helmets.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He was, no, he's an interesting guy because he's from, he's Israeli. Oh, wow. So he was a paratrooper in the Israeli army. Whoa. Uh, right. Yeah. And then... Uh, he's not like, that old. He wasn't like the in the first... No, it'd be when, like Nam, Vietnam. Yeah, and right. then... But like he grew up in like a Jewish commune. Wow. Like he really didn't have much contact with his parents. He grew up with a bunch of kids. Yeah. It was really a fast, He's a fascinating guy. Hey, Shana Tova, if you're listening. <laughs> hey, when does this air, by the way? This is going up uh, the 12th. Oh, sweet. I'll have yeah. been married for a day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, this is going up right before because I think Goosebumps yeah. comes out that oh, next October sixteenth. Yeah, 16th, yeah, it's, so it goes Yeah, up it's only that. like in four days, you guys. You oh my god, this is crazy! The anticipation that we're okay. We're lying. This is like a month before <laughs> this comes out, but <laughs> no, but, but it's
2: coming good. out. Everyone listening it's right now, now, it's yeah, coming out in
1: four days. Go see it. <laughs> I promise we'll talk about Goosebumps. Pony up I... some
2: cash for R.L. Stein. <laughs> but uh,
1: oh, he's so nice. Did you hang out with him?
3: I love him. Yeah, we we hung out right before we started shooting. To you know, kinda of get his blessing and, and get his notes on the script and all of that stuff. He's
1: such a sweet man because this he, ventriloquist dummy needs to be more terrifying. He uh,
3: <laughs>
1: My buddy and I, Mike Mike Furman, of the much lesser known comedy band Hard and Firm, uh did a f- song a few years ago based on this Gersberm's meme of like the girl holding the goose, goosebumps books going, Gersberm's my favorite birds. And so uh so we so we made a love song, but all in that Sir where everybody Turk like theirs. Uh, we got Swedish Chef, one of the Swedish Chef from the Muppets in it, and um, p- I pitched, pitched to R.L. Stein. Neil, Neil Gaiman connected me to R.L. Stein, oh my God. and and uh, and and I said, you know, would you make a video at the end saying, "I'm R.L. Stein and I support this message," you know? And he said, and he wrote, and he's such a sweet man. He wrote back and he was like, you know, I'm just concerned that this meme is is making fun of some poor girl, and we're like, no, 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 no. She was doing a character. There's nothing, you know. It's it's silly. It's all in good fun. And he goes, okay, well. And I thought I lost him completely. And he goes, "Okay, well, I'm comfortable saying that I don't support the message."
3: <laughs>
1: and I was like, "Really?" And he said, "Sure." So, see, we said, we so he pops have... up at the end, and he said, "I'm R.L. Stein, and I didn't support this video."
3: See how, see how clever and <laughs> and wonderful a man he is. It's so wonderful, and it's uh, he's a sweet guy. He does he really, he really does care about uh, not being too scary. I mean, he's scary, but he, he's. Uh, he's he always tries to strike the balance and that was you know his his main bit of advice. You're uh how long have you been married now? Uh, we're coming up on 10.
1: What? Yeah.
3: No. True.
1: Oh my god.
3: Yeah. February 22nd.
1: Oh shit, that just freaked me out. Yeah. I think I remember Holy shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, and I... we've
3: got like like a 1000 photos cuz at the party we had a photo booth where everyone could just go in all night long and take like really high quality. It wasn't like a chintzy one. They were like high quality photos that that we got to keep at the end. Mm-hmm. Nobody got – they oh, didn't wow. pop out of a thing. And so now we've got these beautiful photos of all of our friends and family 10 years ago. So we were thinking maybe uh, for our, our 10-year anniversary we'll send out – Invites to the party at the same place with, with the photo of themselves in the. Oh, that's fantastic! Isn't that kind of a rad idea? That, that is a cool. super rad idea. Kind of ruins the surprise though. If anyone's listening, who was at a <laughs> our wedding party?
1: Yeah. Are you gonna have a? Are you gonna have a photo booth? There is a photo booth. Yeah, the nice. reception. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be all the. Be a lot of fun. We've already started playing. I just got engaged three four days I ago.
2: I know. Congratulations and, and now, in person. But it's but
1: it's already. Like, A couple of days later, it was like, Well, here's the wedding book, and here's the so we're already into. Oh, my god, yeah, have you picked a date
2: or a general uh, vicinity of a date? I,
1: not yet, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, and no. How about this, a year, yeah, but, well, I, 2016? I, yeah, 2016. Yeah. It looks like it's gonna All be
2: right. 2016, yeah. So, uh, never yeah. thought you'd do it. I'm very proud of you. Well, you know, when you know that's right, you see, yes, you see how that works.
1: Yes, when you meet a wonderful girl that you respect and want to, you know, isn't that
2: amazing how that you fucking find it, you nail it, and you go, "Oh yeah, that's how." Oh, it's this supposed is to what work. I'm supposed yes, to. Oh that's
1: yeah, that's the
3: feeling you're supposed to get.
1: How did Chris? you know? How did you know it was the right thing to do?
3: I just knew. I don't know. I mean, there was no one singular thing, but uh, you know, uh, over the years, you you're with different people, and you're always sort of looking for the exit hatch, and then you find
2: someone <laughs> where you're not. I just was as uh, I, really I spent into a lot it. of relationships pacing around the exit hatch. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I found it. Uh, <laughs> Should I leave? Uh,
1: I feel like some of my uh earlier relationships uh, the other person was dancing around the exit hatch. <laughs> I'm like, "Wait. What's that door you're standing near? Wait. Where, where are you going?"
3: You know. So, but I For me it was a lot about trust, too. I trusted her. I do it's a you, yeah. as you get like kind of gain like a, a certain level of uh uh, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but, you know, recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start to get really distrustful, or I did, anyway, of, of people in general. It's kind of sad. Part, it's the thing they don't tell you, but with, it comes along with celebrities, like this weird mistrust of everyone. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, there was something about her that was very uh well, trust- Yeah, because everyone because wa-
1: you, you, you never know what, I think your goals in a relationship have to be congruent you know and you never know what other people's goals are and maybe you know particularly in that case it could be you know it could have it could have been uh oh well they they're after money or they're after re- or they're after the the recognition by proxy or or they're after something that's not just you as a person which yeah. is uh which is very problematic and you don't you know the last thing you you need in any situation is Having to, you you want your personal life to be very peaceful and wonderful and respectful and not like, what kind of crazy tornado is going on when I come home? Yeah. So I think that's nice. Yeah,
3: the security. Security
1: is great. Also, oh,
3: I liked her family. <laughs> I thought that they were a good fit for my family. It doesn't sound are, like. Are you okay? It's not very <laughs> rock and roll. These <laughs> reasons for like falling in love, but yeah. like there's weird considerations that go into those. They don't there's have to be decisions.
1: They don't have to be r- rock and roll. Ro- rock and roll decisions are by definition <laughs> temporary, <laughs> definite de- decisions, and usually horrible decisions.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a rock and roll decision. If ever I saw one, <laughs> you're saying that like
1: it's positive. But everyone died. <laughs> just jump off that third floor into the pool, <laughs> bitch! Oh, rock and roll, rock and roll. That is, uh, I know it's not rock and roll to just take the elevator, <laughs> but uh, but it'll get you where you need to go in a in a calm and peaceful way, and yeah. uh, it won't fuck any of your friends. So uh, that's that's, that's another thing that it, uh, the way elevates. down to that pool, all the way down. The yeah, it's not going to do that. Yeah, no, I I I, I think. I'm so okay with the idea of not doing like rock and roll things and I'm so okay with you know with with
3: uh Chris piece. you might be the least rock and roll person I know. I,
1: I would like I would to, have
3: to agree with you. I like to fo- focus on like EDM decisions now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're into glove dancing now.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the 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 Molly that's
1: uh, coursing through your veins right now. Is it, See. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Not not necessarily
1: more responsible. You wouldn't. Uh, yeah. The EDM decision is you don't necessarily jump into a pool off a balcony. Is you you crawl to, into the pool and try to fuck but if it. If you're going to do that, you do it on the downbeat. <laughs> <to> do <laughs> but I don't. But I think also. You know, it's kind of interesting because I think the the character, like the character that people have in their mind when they think of like oh, Jack Black, he's so rock and roll, yeah. you know, like that guy. I know you know that that's a separate guy. Yeah. That's but as you start to get older, you know, do you think you will you'll still manage be like, "No, I'm a I'm a I'm a gentler,
3: uh, calmer uh Jack Black?" Um, he, he yeah, I don't know. We'll see. If, I don't know if there's really a transition uh, into that uh that other gear but uh, uh, yeah I am what I am and do what I do we'll see alright so uh, we've been to talking Popeye. to Popeye oh Uh-oh. we both went for the same <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> oh that's
3: what we gotta do we gotta reboot Popeye <laughs> Oh,
1: my God. Jack, you were born to play this character. What you, what's the problem? Why haven't we done this yet? Yeah. Not since Robert Altman have we had a Popeye movie. Robin
3: Williams, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick up where he left off. God damn it. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> the strangest... It's one of his great performances, though. It is a
1: yeah, great... He does a great job. It is a great yeah. performance, but it, it it's almost like... You know what it was? Robert Altman making the pop movie would almost be like if uh, *Goosebumps* was directed by Christopher Nolan. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the disparity of yeah, the two of taking this thing and then making it this in, strange art
2: piece. Yeah. Instead of I don't kind know. of, I'll be into that if he does the sequel. I'm watching that. You think Nolan? More like Nolan David Goosebumps. Lynch when he did *Dune*. You would don't think yeah. of David
3: Lynch at the helm of a of this huge potential sci- sci-fi franchise, right? Yeah, I, I think uh Dune could have been like Star Wars. They thought Except it was that, gonna be. Boy, they really thought it was gonna who be. What were they thinking? <laughs> Dave Lynch is the man. Have you seen a racer It's gonna be huge.
2: <laughs> The clues are all right there. We don't know what happened. We
3: just. (laughs) But in fairness, somebody made that. I guess Mel Brooks made that decision with regard to David Lynch for Elephant Man. Oh, right. Which is another like head scratcher, but it worked perfectly.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess ultimately, you just you just never know. And and the Mel Brooks connection to Elephant Man is so interesting.
3: I think it was his assistant at the time, Stuart Kornfeld, who now works for Ben Stiller. they have a company together Red Hour. yep, but uh I think I think it was Stuart Kornfeld that that brought it to Mel Brooks and said, just trust me it's gonna be great what did, I wonder if Mel Brooks knew what
1: that he just saw went to mirror like there were no elephants like he just didn't know <laughs> he thought it was going to be this broad comedy about like a about like a half elephant
2: uh, person I don't know, I don't know,
3: but he did, his Mel, wife was amazing.
2: Mel too. Brooks also did the uh Speaking of the Twilight Zone, he's responsible for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at Disney. No. Yep. Really? Yep. It How? Because it was going to be a Vertigo ride. Oh. Oh. Oh, so
3: indirectly responsible. No,
2: but they were working it out, and he was like, you know, this might work better as a Twilight Zone. Whoa. And they were like, well, let's check into that. And they're like, all right.
3: <laughs> well, Mel Brooks. Wait, so that would have been Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo, right?
2: Oh, no, no but there was a Mel Brooks Mel Vertigo. Brooks movie Vertigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: So it was gonna be like a funny. Yeah, it was
2: gonna be like a funny right. elevator ride.
3: Oh yeah. No, he's right. Yeah. You're, you're also, thinking Also, high anxiety. By the way, is
2: that what I'm thinking of? High, yes. anxi- high anxiety. Oh, it was gonna be a high
3: anxiety ride. Why am I that's say vertigo? because,
1: well, because of the thing. Because he used the, the gag. Same gag. Yeah. yeah. They stole the vertigo gag. Guys. Yeah. I still have not been on Tower of Terror. Oh, it's the best Tower the best. of Terror. The reason right. I have it's not right. been on Tower that's of right. Terror is because. Sometimes and I can ride the roller coasters no problems, but sometimes if I'm getting dropped, I get nauseous and oh. so I'm afraid of
3: like
2: well, don't think of it getting and dropped. Then, think of then... it getting pulled. What you're getting pulled down, no. not dropped. No, oh. no,
3: do not go on that ride <laughs> because if you don't like being dropped, it is such an intense drop. Your stomach does go up to your eyeballs. I don't want
1: to, yeah, you don't, I don't want to throw up and then be falling at the same rate as my throw up and yeah. then just seeing it floating there oh, in front I'm of sure my face. That and
3: that's when the picture, picture
1: is goes, taken. <laughs> oh, actually, that would be pretty What's rad. That <laughs> <laughs>
3: this
2: ride's haunted. No, no, that's my bomb. That
1: would be pretty rad. Oh, you just puked up a Mickey shaped waffle.
2: <laughs> God, I love that place so much. an empty stomach. Yeah. Where are you guys going for your honeymoon? Iceland and England. Dude. Iceland is the call. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, Good. that's everyone's been telling me. I've never been there, but people say that it's like another planet because it's new. Yeah, it's like the it, the the lava has not even dried yet on that country, Uh-huh. and it's a mixture. Another mixture, guys. Oh, volcanoes and icicles. I'm into
1: it. I'm, listen, so it's I'm the Will it. Forte of countries. I'm excited. Yes. I've I'm never excited. been there either. I'm surprised the dean never played
3: Iceland. I know the land of Bjorks. This. <laughs> why didn't we we haven't that's one place we haven 't gone i can 't believe that I just assumed you guys oh, they played everywhere and well, we play anywhere that we suspect we have an audience. you know we actually made the mistake of thinking you know we got an offer from uh Korea from South Korea to go play uh and it's probably it was, the better one to play very yeah <laughs> it's a very generous offer and we're like kind of let's you know what we've never been to asia let's make this um, a, a tour let's make a tour out of this because you know you always hear the thing about you know you think you're big here you, you go to japan and you see you're even bigger right i'm, I'm still big in japan <laughs> Uh, But that was not the case for us. We were not big in Japan at all. No? No. No. (laughs) But there were still people. When we played Tokyo, there was like a bunch of dudes from Los Angeles that happened to be in Tokyo. So we got a crowd. Nice. And there were some Japanese people too, but we didn't get that thing that you hear about where it's like... Words clap 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 silence. Right, respect. Right, it was no. It was just, just, should have played Budokan. Yeah, Budokan. How was South Korea? It really, would have been empty. That place is too big.
2: Uh,
3: South Korea also uh, severely unattended, <laughs> Underattended, I should say. But we were huge in Malaysia. Turns out, and not to mention Singapore, they love us in Singapore. Is that true? Oh, it's true. Okay, good. Had a very good showing. Anyways. Are you guys gonna tour? Are you? Is the D coming? Are you gonna go tour anytime soon again? Uh, no, I mean we have been doing like little one offs. We're we'll going to a festival in Chicago, Denver, and and a couple Canada dates. But yeah, not a real tour. Our last album, Rise of the Phoenix, came out uh, in in uh, 2012. So uh, we've been going around the world playing shows for four years, and that's plenty. That's when you're supposed to stop. And focus on the next album, really you just I think what you're supposed to do, what normal rock bands do is they put out an album, they tour for a, a year, a calendar year, maybe a year and a half that's getting greedy, jeez, and then you get buckle down and write the next album. Me and Kyle are on a much slower <laughs> uh, cycle we go like we go like four years and then we then we uh get back to business. So so yeah, next year is going to be focused entirely on writing the next album. Is the
1: is the Goosebumps movie? Is this is this the is this the kind of the
3: do you get to take a break after this movie comes out for a little bit? Uh kind of. I got I got, you know, I got another juggernaut to promote after that uh in uh, Kung Fu Panda. But uh you know, I got that T V show too. I got uh the Brink that's on HBO. We'll do another season of that after uh, you know next year and then and uh and also uh uh festival supreme i've I've always kind of got that lurking in the background I got, a lot, I got too many things I I've
1: got children also I have to focus f- on f- Festival it. Supreme I'm
3: always so heartbroken
1: that I because uh, you have you uh, you have asked the last yeah. couple of years you've asked me we'll to do it we'll get you and we'll I'm, and I'm get always you. out of town because I just I set up as many tour dates as I can yeah. throughout the
3: year and I'm you're another one city. you're another one that's doing too many things We're do, but would you're you, really doing too many I'm things I'm doing
1: a few would you do you would, do you ever envision a time where you're like enough I'm done I don't want to do anything else I just want to stay at home are you kidding home. me
3: I'm constantly in. Visioning that time <laughs> i look at my google calendar and i get nauseous when i see like oh when is the next time i have actual free time there it is and i like i'll circle it and i'll i'll block it out and say that's my little nirvana time you know oh. you gotta block out time or else it gets filled up you just listen to you bleach <laughs> like that's one of the great albums now that you mention it bleach this is I, nirvana time i was a were you into bleach before yes. yeah See, we we're, got it. Early. We're, we're the chosen few—the <laughs> <laughs> few of us who knew about Nirvana before. Down, 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 yep. down, down, down. We already knew that they were the best band going. Have you seen that documentary? Oh no, I haven't. Holy cannoli! I love it. Oh, C- Kurt Cobain montage of heck. A montage of heck. Yeah, I've
1: oh. read some stories that it wasn't. Exactly. I don't know. I never know what to believe when Accurate. I see it. Yeah, I never know what to believe when well, I. Well,
3: you know, the documentarian always ha- is shaping the story to you know the the, the story they want to tell in, in to to a degree, but um, there's just no denying some of that stuff. I mean, is beautifully told. I thought. I know what you're talking about, though. The the guy Buzz from uh, the Melvin yes, came that's out right. and said, "I knew him better." And I know that that's not true. But I questioned that testimony. Maybe that sounds like a dude to, I question that, that guy. Just, just doesn't like anyone else, you know, being, you know. Kyle would probably know. He knows everything about music.
1: See, I didn't go, my issue wasn't accuracy. It just made me not like him as
3: much. Oh, right. But, well, I mean, it, it gets very personal. And, you know, you see him with his baby with a, and he's totally wasted on heroin. There's some dark, dark passages. But, um the thing I responded to is just uh, the music, I loved th- those songs so much, and to see the lyrics come to life, is like, holy shit, that's what he was singing about. I never knew what those lyrics meant. It was very illuminating. You've swayed like, me. I was like, holy shit, a denial! A denial! Oh! There's so many revelations. I never put those things together. It was huge. And But to be fair, I was totally obsessed with Cobain, so I come at it with a Different perspective than anyone who wasn't aware of Bleach before. (laughs) Never mind.
1: He really Mm -hmm. was uh, a very special goose who bumps into the traditional
3: music uh, genre. No, he destroyed a genre single-handedly. I was trying to bring it back to Goosebumps. Oh, go that! See? Goosebumps. Yeah, it comes out, wait, in four days
1: well Four as far as these today, people, as far as these people know in terms of because this is live yeah. <laughs> this is totally live you're yeah. gonna when you hit pause we actually take a break that's right yeah. <laughs> in a minute we're gonna go to traffic on the ones <laughs> yeah. uh, so when when did you how did you get involved with it and what what
3: was it that made you do, do your kids read goosebumps books uh no and I had never read a goosebumps book I just uh I'm friends with the director who was developing this project. I was like, what are you working on? I'm working on this and I'm working on that. I was like, what what do you mean Goosebumps? What's Goosebumps? He said, oh, it was a really popular series of kids' books. and I'm I'm developing it into a movie. And I said, send that shit over. Let me read it. And I read it. And it was was rad. It was a magnificent (laughs) script. And I said, I'm going to play this guy. I don't know what your plans are but I'm taking over <laughs> and uh, you know I had, had fun working with him in the past we did a cartoon uh, Shark Tale and we did Gulliver's Travels and I was like those were good but I felt like there was potential to really hit it out of the park in a way that we hadn't before because I just knew he was a fun director and he had a vision for this one that was a little more personal for him and I was like this one's going to kick ass and god damn it if we weren't right
2: we just cranked it out
3: of the park You'll see, certified fresh. <laughs> it does get the it does get the seal of, of certified freshness. My only fear is that the mothers of America are going to be too scared to bring their kids to a, a, a slightly scary film, but that's uh, you, you don't have to worry about it. It was because we took R.L. Stein's. Uh, uh, advice to heart and it's it's scary and it's funny but it's in the right amounts i think a and, lot of the mothers of america grew up reading those books that's true too you know? yeah so Like so maybe on. they'll just come and not bring their kids <laughs> i don't know we'll see <laughs> but i think When word gets out people are going to be really into it that's my hope and do you think is it is this a movie that do you think kids will go to with their
1: parents or do you think kids will young, like young kids will go just like in groups of kids like who who do you envision
3: well, I'm going to take my kids. I have a 7 and a 9-year-old. Yep. Uh so those kids obviously you have to have the parents come and you have to you have to sell the parents on the fact that this is not going to damage them. They're not going to have <laughs> nightmares from this because my kids I know uh like monsters and scary things right. to a to a degree. There's something about it that makes you feel like you are not a baby anymore. Right. And yeah. they're cool, you know. They just look so um, there's that. I think it probably starts there around 7 and goes up to probably the target. I mean, the sweet spot for the kids is probably 7 to 14, somewhere around that. So it's just like Scanners. You, after, <laughs> what's uh, Scanners? What does that have to do with 7 What are you talking about? 14? You never saw Scanners? Yeah, the heads explode. Yeah, exactly. But what does that have to do with 7 to 14? I was just guessing that that would be exactly... <laughs> oh, that movie is going to be like Scanners. <laughs> it's going to be just no, like Scanners. Obviously not. No, that was just... You could... That was that would be NC seventeen if it was out now, right? <laughs> scanners, it's, it's hard to no, all no, no. over it. No, no, it it no.
1: Mostly people talking in a barn.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember. You know what? That was a thing. I was probably seven to fourteen no, when scanners no, no, came no, no, no. out, and I remember it being the most terrifying possible movie.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure the effects completely hold up. Well, the effects look great. They still do. Four effects mm-hmm. in
3: the movie. Yeah. There's four there's head explode, head no, pops. There's one
1: head explode, three people get shot. Mostly people <laughs> talking. In yeah. yeah, or maybe an office. Yeah. So just for those reasons, the kids probably wouldn't like it. I think they'd like to see the heads exploding. Yeah. And yeah. farmers How
2: do you, consider barns I've... their offices.
3: I think of it more along the lines of a, a Ghostbusters, where there's a bunch of scary creatures around, but it's also funny. Yeah. And that tempers it. You think of Ghostbusters more of a comedy than a than a scary film. Of course it is. But it's a mixture of the genres in a way that you don't see very often: funny, scary. Right. For kids uh and we also have to go go out and suck all of the monsters and creatures back into the original manuscripts from whence they came And uh, so that's similar to the sucking of the ghosts in Ghostbuster back into the plasmic boxes or whatever they called them. So there's actually a lot of similarities between those two films. That's cool. You basically made a Ghostbusters movie. Exactly. Are you... uh... (laughs) (laughs) But without all that weird sexism that they got going right now. Do you know about the two twin Ghostbusters franchises coming head to head against each other? No. Well, they got the one that sounds rad with the, the, the female lead yes, taking yes. over well, I know about that one and and then, of course but then they got Dan Aykroyd going no no this was intended for men are you this serious men behaving ghostedly I don't <laughs> and we're doing it we're going ahead with it with men I also. think you probably so not <laughs> have you heard about this no am I making this up no, I've heard about this it. is happening but I don't know where you're going to find the male actors that are going to go along with that. It sounds crazy. Where's our movie? <laughs> Where's the movie for men?
1: Like, that's such a crazy stance it's to such take. A, well, be, yeah, That's yeah, a crazy
3: right. race stance. But oh, I have to oh, take. Oh, I think there's an audience for that stance. They're the same people that, you know, are voting for Trump. Women, I cherish women and they should just not be in Ghostbusters (laughs) but they should be cherished I hope
1: he says that in the debate (laughs) I I honestly yeah it's the the same
3: (laughs) Ghostbusters of course we put the emphasis on the wrong syllable I won't cast them I'll cherish them put (laughs) them in the beauty contest and leave it at that the cherished Uh, glass menagerie of top ten hotties yeah.
1: to be cherished
3: top ten in my collection. <laughs>
1: I think it's the the, the entire audience is uh, you know uh, men twenty five to fifty who uh, had a bad relationship with their mom yeah. <laughs> like it, who, who didn't no one hugged them when they were young is basically what that was they didn't they didn't get the love I think I am so I am so so, so and you know Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies of all time and Me I am too. I am still very excited. From what I've seen from the new from the new one that's coming out, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think people just people just want to be snarky about stuff. But I'm excited about it. Do you think it's important for you to make
3: movies that your kids can see? Or I don't even think about that. But I well, that's not true. On this one, I did because I knew my boys were really my boys are really into this game. Um, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Which is a oh yes, it's actually a terrifying little app. I'm probably a bad father for letting like, him play. It's basically it. like the, the the Chuck E. Cheese kind yes. of yeah. So they're obsessed with this game about a Chuck E. Cheese type restaurant where at night, uh, the animatronic animals come to life and uh, terrorize uh, the night watchman. and I think they eat him or force him into one of the costumes. A touch force screen, mm-hmm. a force touch, yeah, force touch. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and my boys, uh, yeah. Uh, are into scary stuff And I thought Yeah This Goosebumps movie This, this is a thing a, a project Whose time has come That did cross my mind must admit and That's not really like Making a movie for my kids Well it is I mean it's something That I think they would like Well that's kind of nice it? I mean, like, you know, it sounds like your kids Are pretty cool And you're a pretty cool
1: dad You want to make Pretty cool movies So you can take yeah. Pretty cool kids see, You know it's like You know what It would kind of be Kind of a bummer If you made a thing And then you're like oh, yeah, You can't see that yeah, you know, you you can't see that for
3: another well, several years. I still make those too. <laughs> let's
1: face it. Uh, yeah. Have
2: you shown them King Kong?
3: Uh, no, they haven't seen King Kong. I just for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago showed them uh, School of Rock. They had oh, not seen just it. Loved it. And then I was like, you know, because I don't know, I feel weird showing them my movies because then I'm saying. Okay, no, we're not going to watch it today. We're going to watch one of Daddy's movies, (laughs) and you're going to see what Daddy does for a living. It just seems like that's something they should discover on their own. They must have liked School of Rock, though. They did. They dug it. It was cool. Have you shown them uh, Pick of Destiny? Of course not. (laughs) Even though weirdly, they'd probably love that one. I bet you they would. It's just the it's the uh, it's the pot smoking that I don't think they need to know about yet. <laughs> not not yet. <laughs> not yet. But you know, kids have the internet,
1: so I just assume like ah, they know about everything now. Yeah. I mean, you know, what the fucking yeah. you know, some of the biggest Vine stars are like va- vaping accounts where people just yeah. blow weird smoke rings. Yeah, so I just assume like, oh, well, all kids know about everything. Pretty cool. That's the
3: weird thing, though. My band Tenacious D is very childish, and kids would love the humor if we didn't work so blue the language. (laughs) But uh, kids love that too. Yeah, my boys actually love Tenacious D. We have clean versions of our albums. How do you clean up a Sex Suprema? The hilariously <laughs> when you replace curse words with not curse words, it actually can sometimes be funnier than the original.
1: Have you ever been worked on by
3: two guys who are hot for your snap peas like they <laughs> just like it just sort of <laughs> I don't remember what we <laughs> substituted that uh we might not have a clean version of that album that's the first album tenacious daytime where it's just all like daytime
1: yeah. d- disney versions of uh of all the tenacious, tenacious teen classics. Daytime.
3: they like throw down though we have a woman about. About the evils of uh, organized religion, <laughs> which is weird. As I'm driving them to Hebrew school, and we're listening to "Throw Down."
1: I honestly think I think you
3: guys would make a shit ton of money if you took the first
1: album and just and made them and made them all kid friendly somehow. Because yeah, yeah. then the parents. Works ex- would be exactly the right age. You're like, oh my god, the D. I can listen to the D in the car. Yeah. But uh, the kids can listen to it too. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a market there. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a market there. It may not be a quote-unquote rock and roll decision.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to raise rock and roll kids.
1: <laughs> but that's all right. Well, Goosebumps comes out October 16th, which is, as far as you know, four days from now. Uh, and uh, and people should go see it. it. Is there anything else you want to plug
3: about the movie? Um... No, but also come to Festival Supreme on October. Oh, this will be right after Fest's up. Never mind. Yeah, just come to Goosebumps. <laughs> man, we had a great time at Festival Supreme. <laughs> it was so good, man. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe how Diant-word. many... Giant word. Yeah. The... Are you serious? Yeah. They're, they're playing? Yeah. Can't we put this out on the
1: 9th? Can we scoot it up a little bit to promote Festival Supreme? If there's any way we can do that, we absolutely will. So we, five, can, we can get a little <laughs> Festival ah, Supreme. You know, you, you. you start your week with Festival <laughs> Supreme and then you bookend it with Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, we can right. do that. So it's in a week Fe- uh, the, it comes
3: out. <laughs> Fest's up October 10th. Goosebumps, October 16th. What's the venue this year? for It's going to be uh, at the uh, Shrine Auditorium and Expo Hall. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's good. It's a sweet spot. Who's playing? What's well, like little... I said, you got Diane Ward that's going to close out the night and uh, shut it down properly. And then we got uh, The Darkness. Yes. An amazing British rock band that's very funny. Get your hands off my woman, motherfucker. Yes. Uh, we they got, also, uh, by the way,
1: they also have a great cover of uh, Street Spirit by Radiohead. Oh, yeah. Oh! <laughs> Like oh, really? Yeah, i got to hear that. It's really good. Street oh, Spirit Fade Out. It's a really great cover, I love great that. cover by the
3: darkness. Uh, also, Dan Deacon. I yeah. don't know if you've ever seen him work a crowd, but no one works a crowd like Dan Deacon. He has, He's this DJ who has all these rules, and you just have to follow them. He's like, you, in the red pants, you stand over there and do this with your arms. You, over there, the girl with the silver top, go over there and do this. And then the whole crowd is copying what some people are doing and... It just is an amazing thing to behold. But we also got uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 going to do a reunion and do like a crazy film. Uh, They're going to do a live version of it. Uh, We got – I think I mentioned – did I – was I talking about that guy Nathan For You? Nathan Fielder Fielder. is going to come out. I don't know what he's going to do. It's my favorite television show. But I told him, yeah, just... We're like, going to
2: fix the festival for that's you. That's what
3: I was asking him, if he could come and like <laughs> fix our festival. Um, and uh, a, a ton of amazing people. Amy Poehler. Check out festivalsupreme.com.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, Jack, your third appearance on the Nerdist Podcast... Which is hard to believe. Yeah, uh, and you guys were so kind the last time you were here to play some '80s jams. Of course,
3: which was, which was a lot of fun. That was amazing. I didn't realize your pipes were still so strong.
1: They're not. Uh, they're not JB pipes. There's they're, no.
3: There's no rust on them. Are you still doing the uh,
1: the voice? Are you still doing the vocal
3: lessons? Of course.
1: Well, not lessons. Not but, lessons. Uh, the, the my warm ups. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: not with the coach. I, I've I've uh, I've uh, graduated. You've, you've become the master. Exactly. The teacher has become the. Master.
2: The the teacher teaching teaching the master how to. What does the teacher turn? The
3: teacher has become the student.
1: The teacher has become become obsolete. (laughs) 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 The teacher has been forced out of teaching because budgets were cut. You are obsolete, Uh, Jack Black. Thank you so much for being back on the Nerds Podcast. Thank you. Festival Supreme in goosebumps, coming to venues that you should attend. (laughs) The
3: end. All right, enjoy, Brutus.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Jake. Mission accomplished.
3: Oh boy. Did I tell you I, I probably should have done this on on tape, but shit's still recording? No, no, really? Yeah. Uh, you don't, don't have to. I don't know if I want to tell, okay, you, don't tell you. I'm telling you. Okay. Did I tell you about my vocal coach? The way that he taught me?
1: Last time you were here, you said Yeah, I didn't get any real specifics, but it was just about elongating your vocal Okay, I
3: didn't tell. But my first vocal coach, I was like... This was when Tenacious D was already established. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know, 29, 30. Um, He was a guy, I can't remember his name, but his thing was, you gotta sing from here. And he would put his hand down like where my... So what what is it the diaphragm Diaphrag, yeah but it was like I think that's lower than my diaphragm <laughs> sir and he was getting close to my genitals you really <laughs> have to sing for me. he was like enjoying this weird relationship and I was like this is a bad I'm not getting you know, your vocal. voice starts down under here okay.
1: and then it just and then you just massage it all the way
3: <laughs> out uh, so anyway yeah no I'm not receiving vocal coaching anymore but uh, by vocal coaching you mean a massage oil hand jobs exactly. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, that's. The, I'm glad
1: we, we covered that, too. Yeah, we got it all done. We, uh, we've buttoned it all up. I hope you come back. We can't leave
3: on that note. Why I, didn't I just leave that story off the no, books? No, it was a good story. Right. It, it. it was something that you needed to get off your chest,
1: all and I'm right, glad anyway. that you did.
0: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.
1: Ladies and gentlemen...
2: I met her and I was like, she's gonna win. I wouldn't say
0: I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive.
2: When I sing that song about
0: being a black woman in America, there's gonna be backlash about that. Oh, I'm
2: just so happy, so happy. I don't wanna see them, I don't wanna
0: talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. I'm Shimoliye, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition.